0: ChickBook Moments live from Portland! Yay! I mean, half live from Portland, the other <laughs> half is from the middle of nowhere still, but yay, Ruby's
1: traveling! I know you guys have no idea where I live usually, it's New Mexico, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm 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 actually uh, I I took my kit and I am on vacation and I am now uh, I have everything set up in a hotel room in Portland Oregon and no rest for the wicked yes uh, and and my chair is very squeaky so if you hear any suspicious noises I swear it's not
0: me it's ASMR chair ASMR <laughs>
1: yeah and when I say noises it's like the it's like the you know the noises it's the uh, who let loose noises, so <laughs>
0: yeah. We we know that you're more polite than that, Remy, so no <laughs> worries there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, but yeah, this week we are giving you guys a special episode. We have decided that after watching Lebanon, there was just so many Winchester feels left over that didn't necessarily fit nicely in with the scenes of the show, and so we figured it would be better to dedicate some time to just sit and talk about what the episode introduced to us into sort of the lore of the Core Four, and also to compare and contrast what that episode gave us regarding John and his family with the episodes prior In this season, as well as in contradiction or in support of what we've seen in earlier seasons as well. Yeah. So yeah, special topic episode today.
1: Our first special topic episode, our Winchester special. I'm excited.
0: Yes, me too, Remy. So I'm thinking with Lebanon as being kind of the inciting incident behind Uh this... Should we just jump in on what stuck out for you in that episode with regards to the Winchesters and this new introduction of John?
1: Yeah. Um. You know, I I know that as we were going through Lebanon, we were we were um we knew that we wanted to kind of do this Winchester special um, because of everything that came up in Lebanon uh, in regards to the Winchesters. Um, And
0: even from like episode 12 and episode 11, there was small details being dropped where um, Dean, when he was talking to Mary in Damaged Goods, they had that supper together and were initially jokesy about the Winchester surprise casserole and uh, Dean and Sam's attempt to make it and then the story kind of soured right away that uh, Dean glosses over it but you could tell that John when he heard that they had made this and smelled that they had made this <laughs> that he got really upset and threw the whole thing out
1: and Sam brings it up um, again in, in episode 13 he's he that, that was kind of the kickoff of his own talk with John he says you know we tried to make that once and it was bringing up a sour memory a bad memory and and that's when john said um i did a lot of wrong by you boys didn't i and yes you know if we're going to talk lebanon i think the sam john conversation is the wall the the scene in lebanon that has the most like meat to chew on
0: yeah, I would say it's definitely the scene that left me going, Is it enough? Is it enough? Because of just the whole direction, I guess, that the the start of the conversation and the way that it was going, t- I was like, okay, wow, this is really raw and really emotional. And then kind of how they ended it, I wasn't quite as satisfied. I, I mean, Jared did a
1: really good job with the scene. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, he was so...
1: um, But... You kind of had to take it with a grain of salt. And I know that we talked about it a lot as the episode aired, um, how what we were being told in this conversation was kind of more of the same of what we hear sometimes with John, that you loved us. Boys,
0: like, it, it, Sam is saying this. Um, he's mm-hmm. saying, you, you loved us and you fought for us and that's enough. And I'm like, oh, but, oh, but... <sighs> is that just that they think that that's all it takes to have a good parent? Like, uh, they have such a horrible history with the way that their life kind of started off and that their parental figure that they had was john in grief of losing his wife and the way he threw himself completely into vengeance into retaliation and like that is their role model as they're growing up and so how do we divide ourselves as a viewer from maybe where sam and dean are with regards to their father of being able to say like you screwed up but you loved us and that was enough Uh, what
1: followed from that you you loved us and you fought for us and that's enough you did your best is what he says and i mean we we (laughs) we say all the time john winchester's a plus parenting but it really should be (laughs) john you did your best winchester because that is what we've been told uh, since but it's what one. we're being
0: told but like it's oh, not yeah. really what we're being shown i mean exactly bringing up episode 12 this season profit and loss when dean and sam are in the car and they are having the conversation that is really retrospective for dean like he is thinking of the lives that they led and how he feels like he maybe let sam down that he didn't fight for him enough and that he wasn't the greatest brother to sam Like, these are these guilts that he carries about not living up to expectations, even though Sam's sitting there going, like, what are you talking about? You were, like, the greatest brother. I couldn't have asked for better. And Dean just going and saying that things got dicey with Dad. Like, there's a conversation there that's telling us that their characters are aware that, you know, he probably wasn't doing his best in that moment. And does that minimize the fact that they still think that he did his best for them.
1: Well, that's the big question though, isn't it? Do they actually at this point in, you know, supernatural um here in Lebanon. I know what Sam is saying. He's he's telling he's reassuring John, but he says you did it for love. You did your best. Uh, but does he really think that? Does he really? Because I oh, know that's the question, that's the question. That's
0: the struggle because you could take it. I know in, when we were recording a Lebanon episode that I was sitting there I'm like, well, Sam might just be offering forgiveness because it's the way that he moves forward from it. Not necessarily that, that opinion is the one that he most values, but it's the one that he has taken as truth. Like, blah, blah, blah. He could contradict this probably with a bunch of facts that he could bring up. All these moments where he goes, well, no, Dad didn't do his best, and yet it feels kind of like Sam is choosing to ignore those moments in favor of extending the olive branch.
1: Yeah. um, He says... I, I don't want to talk about that. And then John pushes. Um, and then uh, Sam. You know, we appreciate the viewer. I I appreciate that Sam does acknowledge. Yeah, Dad, you did some really messed up stuff. Yes. Yes. But, but mm, it's that. It but it just feels isn't like it? a lime. It's that. But that uh, that. I have been shown through the past fifteen years of supernatural how John treated his kids, and and you know it's it's very much a show don't tell. A lot of it is implied, but no, we know that he did not just do his best. Um, or you know what? I, okay, I gotta I gotta drop that do his best line because really what it is, it's that he loved us and he loved mom and he did it for love, right?
0: Yeah. And we're using that as the justification. Exactly. But that
1: is the core of basically the abuse. It's a really twisted way to. um, It's a really twisted, like, hard to argue excuse for this, like, uh, basically emotional abuse. Because it's a really emotional point to be trying to make. Right. Because. He did it for love, but in truth, it's a selfish, damaging love.
0: Yeah, and I mean, not to drag us off of necessarily just talking about Sam, but to bring Dean into the picture here. When we see later in the Lebanon episode where he and John are talking and John saying, like, I didn't want this for you. I wanted you to have a normal life, a family. And it's like... It brings me back to that. I'm like, oh, well, if that's what you wanted, then you didn't raise by example. Like, what tools no. did you give your kids to allow them to do that?
1: It brings me to Mary um, and and that, you know, that John lost his love, uh, his wife, um it launched him into this lifelong quest for vengeance that drug you know his sons into it and shaped them to be who they are um in in a very damaging way but it's it's framed as passion but
0: it's yeah it's it's this tragedy that we should sympathize with or that we feel bad that he's gone through this and maybe I I don't know if I could say empathize with the route that he took, but maybe perhaps even just pity that that's the route that John settled on. Yeah, to deal with his grief at losing his wife.
1: Yeah. Um, bringing it back to Sam, because I mean I, I I'm going to talk about Mary. Oh my and, god! And I'm sure we're going to talk about Dean. But oh my god, yes. For for Sam, um, you know, I think I think Sam was just serving as the mouthpiece of you know, um, forgiveness, forgiveness, and also, like, closing the door on kind of the John uh, narrative, I don't know, does that make sense? Well, like, the
0: weight that he carries, like, look at episode four this season, Mint Condition, and how we had this villain david Yeager and the parallels we were able to draw with his all saints day episodes and how it corresponded with like john's story of this tragic thing that has now spiraled into this quest for vengeance like yeah it has been this carrying note we catch these echoes throughout the years where we are invited to draw these parallels to john and i i would be interested to see maybe what season 15 has in store because i think that you're right like lebanon really gave us a place where john was brought in not as the shadow not as the ghost but as the flesh and blood man standing there that our characters could grieve themselves or they could air any issues they had and then it would be considered after this point done
1: well i mean it really is just closure because that that's what we're that's what we're talking about here with with sam we're like why didn't you air those griefs like uh, john is telling you like come on hit me and and sam chooses not to um now we on the surface we can look at that as just a continuation of what uh the narrative likes to say about John you know like i said you did your best mm-hmm. or or we can look at it as sam being the better man the bigger man and not rising to that like that invitation to start a fight,
0: basically. Yeah, to to revisit those old wounds. Yeah. And Sam's trying to say as much. He's like, that fight was a lifetime ago for me. Like, I've changed so much since then. And the things that I think about in relation to you aren't the fights, it's the regrets, basically. And I'm like, oh, but that, mm, (laughs) I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'm not at that point in the forgiveness cycle with, like, some of the grieving that, I've done for my past, but it just feels a little bit like choosing to ignore rather than having truly settled. Yeah.
1: I, 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 okay, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too salty, but here's my salt round. Um, Do it, do it, do it. I do not, my biggest thing coming off of this episode, this Lebanon episode, uh, was that they chose to focus in with the Lebanon episode. They chose a focus on something that I just was straight up not here for that John forgiveness that John grief and redemption or not even redemption just like I guess I guess the to see Sam here extending that hand of forgiveness it was something that I was not here for going into Lebanon um because no I don't want to give John forgiveness he doesn't deserve it if you ask me.
0: And to have, like, the way that we looked at Leveillon is there was 20 minutes that were dedicated to a different subject. And then the tale, 40 minutes, that was John, yeah. Mary, Sam, and Dean. And, yeah, it didn't feel like there was enough time to really process John as a legacy here. It was really, like, we had to accept that there was bad stuff there without making it textual and then to just go to this forgiveness place. I'm like it's just I don't feel like you can do that justice in one episode. Not when you have 14 and a half years behind you that have stacked on the other side of the scale well they didn't really
1: want to you know they didn't really want to build a um this this actual like real forgiveness i see this episode as something for like the casual viewer who lebanon is just preying on our nostalgia right like hey it's
0: jeffrey dean morgan Um, And I also think that it was for the cast and crew as well. Like the cast, the crew and the writers to have an old friend back on cast on set and to go, well, what do we want to do with them? And it's not really like, oh, let's go hash out some angst. It's let's do our best to enjoy this like it's getting meta with the episode of saying like it can't go on forever and let's just appreciate what we got like it felt to me like that was maybe the approach that was taken with bringing john back at this time frame
1: yeah i exactly so i take everything um With a grain of salt, because, you know, they did have a very limited amount of time, and they did have a very, like, limited narrative to work with, because they weren't going to bring John in and then, like, make him the bad guy. Um, No. Like, no, we didn't... uh, You know, I personally might have liked a 40-minute fuck you to John, but but no one else does. You know, that's
0: not fun. And, 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 like, if we look again at the four characters that we have here it's really Sam that gets to have this conversation like we don't get Dean to have his own grieving take place where you know he tried so hard to be the good little soldier and yet we see in seasons one two three and beyond that he just never felt like he could measure up to John's weight his opinions and then like so does Dean just like we don't get to be a witness to that growth. Well, we we do, though. We have.
1: With Dean, that that's just it, isn't it? In that I am so glad that they did not give this conversation, uh, this pedestal to Dean. I'm glad that Dean wasn't the one to confront John in this. Um, because it would have as sour as it was to see Sam offering that hand of forgiveness it we just said that this was kind of the narrative that uh, sam was railroaded into just to for the tone of the episode you know it couldn't really have been anything else uh, would you have wanted dean to
0: to be in sam's place here I, I would not say that, no. It's just, okay, A, bad enough that we had to have, like, someone in this mm-hmm. role. And I don't want to undermine how grateful I was the fact that Sam and John did have a conversation. It just is really the last little note of it that really bugs me. But the thought that, yeah, like you're saying, if Dean was put in this position, like, my God, how would it be different, like... I feel like the show has really tried to advise us that between Sam and Dean, then it was Sam who was the one who really had a problem with John and that Dean was mostly okay with him. And so when the episode airs, then it makes sense that Sam's the one who confronts John over the bad behavior in their past and Dean's the one who just lets it slide. But it doesn't feel like that's the case, having watched the show and seeing the way that the legacy is carried out. Well,
1: uh, uh, I mean, there have been so many, you know, cracks in this perfect sun, um, uh, shell that Dean built around himself. Um, uh for for john so season one season two he was just the perfect son you know he was the yes sir no sir um the mediator he would get in between Sam and John Um, yeah
0: and like hey look I have the same taste in cars as my dad the same taste of music as my dad like what are the odds of that what a (laughs) coincidence! but as the seasons have gone on
1: um you know uh, really we have seen Dean settling into the knowledge that what John did was unfair and fucked up, and and uh, no, uh, there are resentments that you know Dean ten years ago could not would not have ever voiced aloud, but
0: you know, he has at certain times since mm-hmm. then. I mean, and I I remember thinking the first time watching Lebanon, the way that um when John goes, like I wanted you to have a normal life, a family. And Dean kind of looks down for a minute. I remember my first viewing of it, I was like, Dean's <laughs> just momentarily doing a little, you know what, fuck you? And then looks <laughs> up and I do have a family. <laughs> like it I feel like that's the most that the episode was really giving us in confirmation that Dean has processed his way through who he was into, who, like, he has questioned his dad and the role that he had in his growing up in the legacy he has for his entire personality. And we just get that little glimpse in and then have to infer from it that this is what it's in reference to. Is that all, though? Because is the
1: sam and dean washing yes. dishes uh, sam and dean at the sink and I just like
0: <laughs> goblin growled i'm so sorry
1: yes, <laughs> yes. so <laughs> okay uh i'm sorry you just like picture it with like <laughs> the golem claw hands yeah yep.
0: oh my god that's what i did too <laughs> uncanny
1: And, no, we do put words to that. We're not just left to infer that uh, Lebanon is the, this is my life, and I actually like it now, thanks. But thanks for your (laughs) condescension uh, episode.
0: yeah, it's it's your parent coming in and being like, This is what I had hoped for you. And I'm uh-huh. like, Cool, I haven't done that in like 20 years. Like, it goes back to Dean and his attempt at a life with Lisa at the tail end of five beginning and continuation into six. Yeah. That that's the life I envision John envisioning in this moment. And Dean kind of taking a second to go. Yeah, no, that's not what I want. Like I I want what I have now. And, and it's like you're saying Sam and Dean, that kitchen conversation, chef kiss. But now, I can't talk about that because you went and brought
1: up the dream. Um oh. so so but 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 what about what about the bar? You know, we see how that oh dream my God. has evolved, right? Oh we my God, see yeah. how Dean actually now envisions his future versus it 10
0: years ago in season five um yeah the 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 strings that were necessary to tie him and sam together dean has grown comfortable with them being a little more loose like the rocky's bar portion of that episode we saw dean just being like oh yeah sam and Cass are off on a hunt and they'll be back soon enough like yeah. They're not doing the living each out of each other's pockets thing anymore. They still are very close, but they also, Dean has something that is his own, and he is comfortable with Sam having his own too.
1: And there is no Lisa. Pamela, as we said, wasn't the one that got away. She wasn't framed, in, like, as Dean's romantic interest. He doesn't need a wife and kids to complete his family and future mm-hmm. vision, vision of the future.
0: Mm-hmm. It's what he's saying to John now, Um you know, and, with and that's Lisa. a little subversive, isn't it, too, to think about. Like you have Dean as the conventionally attractive man in his forties that yeah. like he referred to Valentine's Day as like I forget what it but uh, uh, a long like, Christmas. This, yeah, exactly. That it's not that he has any trouble pursuing that trail of life if he's interested in it. It's just that's not what he wants anymore. And he has grown comfortable with the fact that No, like, I've tried it, it didn't fit, and I don't need to go back to it again.
1: And I always thought that the Lisa thing was just uh, not a pipe dream. It was a rose-tinted glasses kind of dream because he grew up, and we are told here now what his father hoped for his future. Um, you know, Dean always said that talk about Mary as a person versus Mary, the ghost of of their dead mother. They're their, just this yeah. phantom. Um perfect wife perfect mother uh and basically dean's whole life the the reason why he grew up the way that he grew up and sam um was because of this perfect woman that john wants you know he lost everything when he lost his wife and yeah and that it was a love to you know end all loves and oh my god i'm gonna have so many mary things oh i can't oh my god yes
0: oh my Ugh. god yes
1: but <laughs> but, but yeah but I that, think, that like, you're right. think of little baby dean growing up uh, like trying to trying to reach that like oh one day i'll have my own mary except that wasn't that wasn't what he needed it was never what he needed he didn't need no. Lisa.
0: Yeah, and I think that you're right, that pursuing this idea of a life with Lisa was really him going, this is the normal life, and like this is what normal people do, and I'm going to try and be normal, as opposed to, this is my life, and this is what I want to do, and fuck normalcy. (laughs) And oh my god, you're bringing up baby Dean with Mary, and I'm just thinking of what we saw of um, Dean's Heaven when like Mary's cutting off the oh corners to yeah. his sandwich and yet we see in the background that Mary was having a terse phone call with John and Dean went over to comfort her and like that was one of his highlight moments was being able to comfort his mom after she had an argument with his dad and we and in that heaven we have
1: uh, um Sam and Dean viewing this scene and dean turns to sam and he says dad was gone a lot back then
0: so like even before this yeah. perfect mother perfect wife passed away i i i'm always like i'm going to soften the word for myself but then it sounds terrible to other people before she was killed that there it wasn't perfect that this is just the shellacking that john put on the story that yeah. he was feeding his kids yeah,
1: and and okay, I'm getting it. Okay, this is my Mary. All right, we're going for it, because ah, season twelve, season twelve. Um, so I think I said that my biggest beef with this episode was the whole like extending a hand of forgiveness. No, no, my <laughs> my biggest thing this episode, my biggest no of this episode was um. You know, Dean in that, uh, that dishwashing scene with Sam, Mm -hmm. one of the things he says is, uh, uh, I was mad at dad, I was mad at mom for a long time, but they didn't deserve that and I forgive them for that so dean talks to john a little bit with this uh, no actually i have a family and i like my life um and then he expands on it on the same vein with the dishwashing scene um he we we do get more you know text on you know how dean is feeling about it all Uh, he wouldn't change a thing but but one of the things she says is like it wasn't fair to them that I, you know, blamed them and I'm like, Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, oh boy, oh boy. Oh, I, right. I go
0: back to the is it though?
1: No, yeah, yeah. So season twelve. Season twelve, we get Mary back. We she mm-hmm. is no longer the um the the perfect uh, Yeah, she's she's memory. not this
0: unquestionable memory, yeah.
1: Yeah, she's she's a person who who comes in and, and makes mistakes.
0: She gets to have
1: fuck-ups. Yeah. And and one of the big narrative threads, one of the big takeaways of season 12 was that for Dean, well one, for Dean um having Mary a lo- around put a lot I feel, I personally feel that having Mary around put things in perspective for Dean about just how fucked up John was comparatively, mm-hmm. like when you know we had we we didn't talk about it a lot, but um just just by pure compare and contrast. um I, I think that we really saw Dean settling into the knowledge that um, that John did not do the best he could. But on Mary, um, the penultimate episode of season 12, we have Mary, Dean, in Mary's head in her dreamscape, similar to Rocky's bar that we just mm-hmm. saw. Um, Dean goes into Mary's dream and Mary is cutting the crust off of a four-year-old Dean's sandwiches and, and Sam is in the crib. And she's caring for him with with all the love that she has, and Dean he's trying to snap her out of it. He looks at this scene and he looks at his mother um basically choosing to reject him here in the now for this ideal
0: mm-hmm. of what
1: she lost her 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 children as they were versus Dean standing in front of her, begging her to look at him yeah. as he, and accept him as he is now. Um, oh my. Th- okay. So this, this episode, this scene uh, is just, it, it is perfect in every way. Um, but what it boils down to is that Dean says, I blame you for Everything that happened, you know, everything that happened in my life. Um, if you didn't make that deal, then then I I would have grown up differently. But basically, John wouldn't have done what he did.
0: It- yeah. And Sam wouldn't have been the target the same way. Uh-huh. And yeah, even if it was like, okay, Mary was killed on some hunting trip and then John has to go get vengeance. The, the consequences that come after that wouldn't be there. And, and he basically says, I blame
1: you for all of it, but I forgive you for all of it. And then they, outside of the dream, they talk about it more. And it was just this great moment of Dean knowing that a lot of it, like what John did was not Mary's fault. Um, she, she promised to keep them safe, but she couldn't have kept them safe from everything that was coming from him.
0: Yeah, that's an impossible promise to keep.
1: Yeah, And, and, and that resentment is just a little boy's grief for the shitty hand he was dealt. But, you know, she did make mistakes she um she did leave and and she did hurt dean and sam by being distant and cold um through most of season 12 because she didn't want to face the fact that she failed and that her boys didn't grow up how she away from the life that she so resented herself.
0: Yeah, so this is going back to what we were saying with that scene of John and Sam, that there's just not enough time in this episode to really provide the catharsis that that moment could have really offered. Not to say that there wasn't catharsis, but with Mary and Dean, you can see there's a whole season that is giving us the nuances to their relationship. And so when you get to that moment where Dean is able to confront his mother about the grief that he has, it is this culmination. And with Lebanon, we had to do the same thing between Sam and John, but in the span of five minutes. And you can just compare and contrast all you like there and see that... Like, there's, there's a reason you could sit there and go with Mary and Dean and go, that was an amazing moment, yeah. Then to go to Sam and John in Lebanon and go, that was a good moment, but I have this odd feeling about it.
1: Yeah, but there's things missing from it, for sure. Like, yeah. there's it's meant to be a closure, except that, you know... Like I said, what about we have this? To, what about this? We have to, yeah, we have to infer a lot about, you know, what is going on within the characters' minds without yeah. being told. And on the surface, and again, it just rankles me so much that on the surface we're being told John is a hero, not a villain. Um, it, yeah. It, but we we do know that there's more to it than just that.
0: Yeah, and like, as you were saying that, it was making me think that, I mean, part of it could also be that in that moment with Sam, like, Sam as a character can be getting closure, but as the audience, we're thinking of all of these other things and going and saying, well, it didn't address this and it didn't address this. So even if the characters are getting closure as an audience member, I can't say I got the same thing. There's only so much. <laughs> I just keep going back to,
1: like, they they couldn't do it. They couldn't do yeah. it. This was, yeah, a, this was a again an
0: impossible goal to try and set here.
1: Right. This was really just a a, a blip in the narrative, and
0: and uh, and who knows if they had had a full forty three minutes, if they could have done things differently, if there could have been maybe some more depths or nuances. Touched upon between the four of the relationship because, like, you're talking about your salt round. Well, mine would be that considering how important John and Mary's relationship is to the narrative, and how we are told, like, this pedestal level that Mary was held to in John's regard. I mean, Mary as the central figure. When we're looking at Lebanon, she got next to no lines. She got next to no screen time. We didn't get any sense of her reaction to this. She, Sam,
1: oh, uh, I mean Samantha, Samantha Smith. <laughs> um, she knocked it out of the park with her acting. Like she took it, she played it to Mary. Have it's just taking this really hard, and I think that she conveyed that emotion well. But no, she didn't get to talk with John. She was just uh, 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 when when she came into the room and John was there. They just met in this like uh, fairy tale embrace, and 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 then at at dinner. or after dinner uh, when when Sam and Dean are washing the dishes uh, Sam says did you see them in there they look so happy and Dean says this is what i wanted this is why john is here right i've wanted this this is my heart's yeah. desire um i wanted our family whole and it's like uh just like you're saying this relationship it has been built up to be like just this life-changing thing, or uh, the a fairy fairy tale? I, don't
0: get, I can't, I can't, because it was a Cupid, I can't, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I just am thinking, because it was in season 12, wasn't it, when Mary was being told, like, well, don't you know how you're Husband raised your kids like it was practically child abuse. And I just like if she has so much resentment towards seeing her children grown without having been present for it, like, or at least that she has such tension in that knowledge, then like, what does she have as her opinion regarding John's choice to raise them that way? Because you can't put that on a four year old and a six month old that, oh, yeah. Gaga goo goo we're going to go hunt mom's killer <laughs> and John's like you you said it right there Sam you get the front seat Dean take the back like that's not <laughs> what fucking happens so if Mary has any conflict about this we didn't get to see it at all
1: no because again we have to be positive about the whole thing. We only had one episode to... We're not bringing John back. You know, in season 12, we had a whole season to work out the Mary thing. But we couldn't dig into it. We just couldn't dig into it. So we just have to take what we yeah. were given, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, it just It left me... <laughs> kind of upset that when you look and you count how many lines samantha smith had in this episode i'm like there was like next to nothing no and not even not even any like directed to john (laughs) yeah it was we didn't get to see her talking with her kids we didn't get to see her really digging into anything with john it was just all smiles like And I understand that this is the Sam and Dean show, this isn't the Mary show, but when you have someone as strong on the narrative as John return, I just think of the opportunities lost there.
1: All I can say is that I know why they didn't because there's no conversation comm- and it would have been goddamn cathartic to see wouldn't it yes have been.
0: Um, but it would have been the most awkward family supper for <laughs> dean to be sitting he's like this is not my heart's desire like <laughs> i i can see that as soon as you try and dig into any of these griefs that the characters have that you start going okay why did the Bezo pearl do this again like yeah I, I, I get it, but again, I'm like, be honoring the legacy that our characters have gone through and allow us to experience the difficult emotions that would come from something like this. I mean, like, I'm so I'm so with you, but I can't be with you,
1: you know? Because they no, could no. they couldn't do it. They let's, they let's fight Remy. <laughs> <laughs> I I I I know that if there was any Mary John conversation, it would have just been an airing of griefs that they couldn't do with, mm-hmm. with this episode. They, they, it yeah, just wasn't I, the point just, of the episode.
0: I'm just, when the point of the episode is, okay, we're, we're bringing Jeffrey Dean Morgan back to have some fun with him on set. Uh-huh. Then that's where I get like a little bit salty because I yeah I'm very glad that the cast and the crew have such a great relationship and that they have the opportunity to do these things and like I'm not trying to take away from the fun and joy experiences that they have. It's just as an audience member, I don't participate in that. I'm an outsider to that, and I make inferences on there. And I only really get to have my opinions and connections with what I see on screen. And it's like, okay, so you chose the Happy Rainbow Connection of John returning, and I just have difficulty nodding my head along with that when I think of everything you've told us, even three episodes ago, like... Yeah, well, it,
1: it, yeah, that's the thing, it's like, it's it's easy to cast shade on, on a ghost of a man who... Uh, i don't know john died and john was really shitty and and then we had uh, 10 years of it coming at slowly coming out just how shitty and, yeah. <laughs> and but then when you put that man back in front of the screen after 10 years of building a narrative around the character um it because it's jeffrey dean morgan like JDM, I like you a lot, but Mm -hmm. oof, oof, you have been a pinata
0: for so many years. (laughs) (laughs) And okay, that just brings me to another thing that I was a little salty about is this is 2003, John. This is a John who still thinks Uh, it's okay to take off on his kids and give them a fucking Blue's Clues (laughs) map to figure out where he is next, and like that he's not. He was too expressive. He he was doing what the narrative required. I'm like, 2003, John was the one who was willing to stand off against Sam about Sam trying to go have his own life. And he was the one who was, don't ask questions. Why, Dean? I'm just doing this. And yeah, I was like, this, this is this is Jeffrey Dean Morgan back to offer the characters closure. And again, I'm like, as an audience member, I can't sit in that seat. I'm not even in that car.
1: (laughs) We got to move away from, we got to move away from, from like Jeffrey Dean Morgan in Lebanon. You know, that's what it was. It was Jeffrey Dean Morgan in Lebanon. It wasn't John Winchester in Supernatural. Um, uh, I, I, uh, did i i don't I don't think that I finished what my my season twelve thing. No, I with don't think you did. Mary either. and Dean because uh, it was it was really, really good that um that closure, uh, not closure, that um forgiveness that Dean extended to Mary for all of his longstanding resentments of, you know what happened. But for Dean to extend the same to John in this episode, it, uh, it doesn't track, you know, because with Mary, there are things that are fair. Um, Mary came back, Mary left, Mary, um, she did do wrong by Sam and Dean in that season 12. And then there, there were things that were not fair. Mary died. And because Mary died, John d- did the thing. Did did the thing, <laughs> and and that's not that's something that Dean said that he blamed Mary for. And honestly, I think it's something that Dean blamed Mary for because he couldn't blame John.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that it, that's a
0: dangerous edge to be skirting over.
1: Yeah, but but they you know they work it out that that it wasn't Mary's fault and and Dean says God knows that I made deals to save the people that I love and it's not fair for me to um, blame you for all that happened, but uh, for this Lebanon episode and Dean to say I blamed mom I blamed dad for the longest time but it wasn't them. I'm like, it was somebody. <laughs>
0: I, don't, I don't know if it was Mary, but it was somebody, wasn't it, Dean? <laughs> it, and I, I like what you're describing here between Mary and Dean, because you feel the messiness of the emotions, and you get to feel how complicated it is. And I just... Feel like for Lebanon, I keep I keep hammering on that nail that the only complicated, messy moment we really got was in that conversation between Sam and John, and it really tried to just tidy it with a bow at the end. Yeah, yeah. But I, I- guess I mean to each their own, personal taste and whatnot. But I'm like, I'll take the messy and the nuanced over the nice package wrapped up any day
1: episode 300 was an excuse for nostalgia but it if you ask me it just felt regressive
0: but i'm like i can watch it superficially and i can enjoy it it's just uh when i start doing critical thinking about it that i start going well there's a loophole here there's a loophole here and what about this and that's when i start I go, well, I was really left with a bunch of questions rather than the opportunity to go, hi, John, bye, John, and (laughs) see the characters being satisfied with themselves. I mean, we we saw that, and I was so glad for those character moments that we got to see from Sam and from Dean. It's just, again, the messiness that came from it is not the messiness that I'm necessarily enjoying. It just feels like something I got to go get a mop and clean up. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: Uh, But, but, again, it was a good episode. It really was. I mean, just because we're dedicating so much time to, (laughs) like, again, it's making us talk. It's giving us these fertile grounds that we can look at the characters and go, what does it mean? Like, how does that reflect on their relationships? What does that come into consideration with everything else? Like it the fact that you can talk about it in those terms as opposed to mm, i didn't like that they do that or that fell flat and i don't know why they, like we're not talking about it on those terms we're we're doing that did, did Sam actually mean the forgiveness that he offered like i'm did. like that's a good level to bring your audience to did not mary really you know deserve what she
1: got this episode as just a a showpiece on how true their love was. You know?
0: Oh, yeah, that that does really just make me scream because it it's like you said it's regressing. It's going back to feeling like this pedestal of the characters, and when you go okay, it's the Sam and Dean show their perspective on things. Then this is the, their moment to kind of hold their parents, or at least Dean hold his parents at that light initially, and. I don't know. I I really would have liked Mary and John the people to see them in present day reacting to each other.
1: Well, this is what we're talking about with the contradictions within the narrative, right? Because what we've been told, what we know, does not paint a pretty picture. No. Because as we said, Mary... Uh, was, you know, uh, on the rocks with John. I don't know if that's... that's might be too strong, but...
0: uh, There was tension.
1: Yeah. uh, Dean said to Sam in his heaven, yeah, Dad was gone a lot back then. And as season 12 revealed, Mary was still hunting during her quote-unquote retirement. Yeah. There was secrets there. Yeah, and... I mean, secrets. She, not only was she still hunting after Dean was born, but uh, she went her entire life keeping the secret from John. Yeah, and and
0: it was a cupid. I I was looking forward to you bringing that up. Yeah, <laughs> like it that that decision for the show to be like, oh yeah, the Cupids brought you together for the bloodlines for the apocalypse. Yeah, like. That does a pretty jarring blow to the our parents got together and were happy and loved each other, and then this was a tragic thing that happened because of a deal my mother was forced into. Like that stops being the narrative. Then it was not only my parents were tricked. Yeah, it was a deal that Mary was forced into
1: to save the man that she was forced into loving. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you it, even it's look at heaven Cupid. and
0: hell. Yeah, exactly. extreme fuckery to these two people. And then, I don't see the difference. Yeah.
1: I, I like, we, we could, we, could uh, say oh cupids only make compatible matches but no i mean i don't know but no it, it really is just to be struck by a cupid's arrow in in supernatural it reads as a compulsion
0: yeah and to go to the logic behind it like why did that happen it was to get michael's vessel ready yeah. And then you go to Azazel and his decision to target the family was to get Lucifer's vessel ready. So it's just
1: a freaking house of cards ready to topple. Yeah. This
0: this John Mary relationship it's like, how deep do you go down this rabbit hole and start going, well, here's the shaky foundation that it was built upon. Like, the the house from the outside looks nice on episode 300, but you get closer, yeah. you see the paint's peeling, the shingles are rotted, and inside there's nobody there. Like, ah, oh, crap. It's not a nice house after all. Look at all of these concerns that lay around it. I really
1: think about... I don't know. So... Uh, uh, for John, you know, going off on his own a lot in the relationship and Mary with the hunting. And let's look at um, some relationships that they formed in the absence of their spouse. Uh, mm-hmm. John and oh Kate my God. and Adam kept completely secret from Sam and Dean.
0: Uh i screaming inside my head right now, Remy. John going, that's that apple pie life. That's that, a peaceful life, a family life. Like you mentioned last episode, talking about John and what Kate and Adam would have meant to him. Yeah. But my God, is this just like, oh, I couldn't do this with Mary and so I'm going to try it again. But it, just the fact that he really, like, Adam said this is
1: my dad like he comes by for a week twice a year like he's basically like oh uh, uh, my dad's off on deployment or he he's like a rig fisherman Uh, yeah Yeah. and and yeah I only see him every once in a while but he's still my dad and they were I'm going
0: again I'm like what kind of example is John setting here again like John what?
1: had this whole secret family that uh, for for how he treated his other children comparatively? Yes. Like it I, it just it blows my mind that he never once thought to bring in Sam and Dean to, you know, a normal life with a, a stepmother and their and their half brother. Like that's not a why couldn't sam and dean have
0: have that because Uh, it's it's john's thing is the thing john wanted a thing just for himself yeah yeah or john was training his boys
1: to be separate from the normal the like the normal life
0: I don't know. Then then I'm just like, like, I agree with you. Like, he could have been doing that. But then how can you look at Dean and say, I wanted it to be over with yellow eyes. And I wanted you to have a normal life after that. Like, how can you say that when you did zero prep work to get them to the point? Right. John
1: said, you know, yellow eyes, Azazel, that was my thing. And I wanted it to be over with me. Like, no, it wasn't. It, because you trained your boys into life, you uh, 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 put down Bobby for wanting to go out and play catch with oh my God, your yeah. son rather than, you know, taking him shooting. It No, you didn't want that for your kids. Yeah. You, you didn't want them to have a home they can go back to.
0: Yeah, so, like, he can say that to Dean, but it's like, well, wishes and buts, like, <laughs> it means nothing if you don't have action behind it. We screamed about it for 20 minutes in, oh, 20 minutes in,
1: in episode, <laughs> um, in episode four, Mitt Condition, John's name wasn't even mentioned, and there was just so much to dig into with the Winchesters in that episode.
0: Well, and then go to nightmare logic and you can see Mary and Bobby and the way that, like, we did the comparison of how do you deal with your grief? Because Mary oh, was someone yeah. who was trying to grow from it and John is someone who dug into the vengeance aspect. And then here was Bobby who was doing the same thing with his son.
1: Yeah. And that's what, that's one thing I I, I missed. I, I said, John and Kate and uh, and and what john chose to do with his relationships post mary but then i mean look at uh mary and Ketch and mary and uh bobby she's hopping into bed with these hunters uh, building relationships with these hunters that it, I, that just wasn't that wasn't mechanic john you know
0: yeah It's like, okay, I did the thing with the normal life and I didn't clue him in to the life that I lead and holy shit, that blew up. (laughs) I
1: I don't know. I don't know how to look at it because she is back in the life and we now know that she never really left it. She had her Lisa with an Oblivious John. Mm Mm-hmm. In the house in the suburbs. Um, again, it's like, no, She's she didn't... When she did leave Sam and Dean in season 12, she says, I need some space. She didn't... Drive out to Florida and retire to a beach house and no. get a hot boyfriend. <laughs> no, she dove into hunting and she got back in the life and she had all these friends and lovers who were all in the life. And it's just like, it's just a consistent thing with the Winchesters so that what they say they want and what they really want do not seem to add up.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it goes kind of back to that pedestal idea of like, here's the apple pie life. Here's what would be the dream. Like, I want to be normal. And then they go and try and be normal. And then they go, oh, shit, this doesn't fit at all. (laughs) But something that we've been
1: building on this season that I really like is that there can be a happiness. Yes. After within the life that's what dean's yes. saying i don't want that anymore uh, that that dream come true because the dream itself is flawed um i'm happy with who i am and i would be content opening a, a roadhouse and <laughs> sam says i would be content to uh, be a legacy of the men of letters yeah, to take on this sort of Bobby role within the community, and that is something that I would so
0: love to see for them in future. Uh, I could you imagine if that was the way season fifteen? <sighs> Like, it's going back to this acceptance of who you are and what you love and what you want. Like, that's what 300 was kind of telling us with Dean talking about, like, who would we be? Who would that other Dean and other Sam be if not for the things that we went through?
1: Yeah. I don't know him and I don't think that I would like him very much because I like who I am.
0: Yeah. right now. And that was such a
1: growth moment for Dean to oh my see gosh, yes. for the viewer to see that this is where he's sitting in his life right now. Like, oh my god, yes.
0: Yeah, and, like, being on board with... He's like, like, I like how you are, Sam. I like how I am. I like the family that we have. I like the life that we're leading. And, like, he kind of tries to just be dismissive about it and being like, well, maybe I'm just too old to change or, like, to want to change. <laughs> but that I don't think that that's true. Like, I think that yeah. that is genuinely, like, he has comfort in the life that he leads. And to try and uproot that, he's not interested. I agree. Yeah.
1: And and it's so good and genuine and like I said it feels such it feels so much more solid than the John and Mary fairy tale. Yes. It it feels like something that we could actually hold on to moving forward. Something yeah. that I would love to see.
0: I would love yeah, to like- see moving forward they've lived a life where they've built that skill set like they've they've learned how to support the life that they have and say that this is the life i would fight for it it's a big thing than just oh you know like i'm doing this until the world is safe and then i'm going to go do something else it's like oh well, no like i i like this i'm sticking with this so so we
1: we talked john and Sam and we talked John and Dean, and we talked Mary and John, and we know what we're moving into. We're moving into Sam and Dean, mm-hmm. um, and how settled they seem to be with themselves and
0: with each other, yeah. And, like, I can't help but even just think of the difference between last season and this season. Like, I don't have the episode 13, the name offhand, but there was the one where, um, I think it was episode 4, where Sam was trying to bring Dean out of his fugue state and just giving him... Like, we're, we can go to whatever yep. strip club you want. And, like, we're staying at a place that has a whole bunch of bacon for the free continental. <laughs> and, like, these ways that he was trying to comfort his brother was really... Dean reacted by being like, oh, I have to go put the brave face on. It was season 13, episode 5, Advanced Thanatology. Okay. Okay. Dean reacted to it as, well, my brother's worrying about me, and so now I have to put on a persona that will make him stop worrying about me. But now go and turn around to Season 14, Episode 4 with Mint Condition, and Sam's not trying the beer-bacon-stripper approach. He is doing, hey, do you want this case? Do you want this cool case? I mean, it (laughs) involves panthro, you, I don't know. I mean, if you don't want to do it, I'll give it to someone else. Uh-huh. Like, you can see just even in there that there is a growth to how they approach each other and an understanding of what each other's needs are and how to respond to each other.
1: This is the most solid, the most settled, I think, the, uh, the brother's relationship has ever been. And this is... Absolutely something that I want to hold on to moving forward. Like, yes, they, yes, it's <laughs> so, oh my God. yeah. I mean, we, this is what almost, you know, killed the series. I, I talk to people all the time, casual viewers of Supernatural, and they talk about season uh, seven. 8, 9, 10, and how they just got tired of how the drama of the series stemmed from pitting the brothers against each other, keeping secrets, and and just that internal drama.
0: Yeah, that the drama has to be sourced between the two of them, as opposed to what can we bring to them that they can face together. And we have definitely
1: moved away from that.
0: Um, yes. Yes. Like I'm I'm still in the midst of rewatching the seasons before 13 and like one of the running jokes my, my brother would stop in time to time and see what episode is on. And in like season one, two, three around there, the running joke between us was, oh, which one of them is the scoffing disbeliever this time and which <laughs> one is the one who is insisting that this is a case? Like there was basically two personality modes that would flip between them depending on who tossed heads or tails last time. Uh-huh. And then as we evolved through it, then the drama came from, what secrets they were holding from each other or what they were doing behind each other's backs. And, like, I'm in the midst of season seven right now. You can see Amy Pond the way that she was killed by Dean and justified by Dean. And then you go to episode 13 of season seven where Sam kills Emma and is like, well, it's the same thing. You couldn't do that. Like, there's so much of the drama that comes from, I did what you couldn't, and, like, just pitting them against each other. And I'm like, I get tired. (laughs) I I don't like seeing my characters like that. I like seeing them finding common ground and uniting at something bigger than them.
1: I... Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Sorry, I'm still recovering from- I'm so from, sorry for bringing up Emma.
0: Emma name drop, you bastard. I just brought it out of nowhere. I was <laughs> like, hey, Remy, don't prep for this. Just wail. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Viewers, I have a lot of Emma feels, and I don't like
1: them. Anyway. <laughs> get them out, get them out. Uh, not now. It's just to, to do that in a throwaway episode, I have- so, you know, we, we is had some... This not a throwaway episode. What? No! No, 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 no. To do Emma in a throwaway episode. In a for, throwaway manner. Right. For, for Splice Girls to be a Monster of the Week one-off. Okay. That, that is a throwaway episode. And, um... You know, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's John in the 300. Let's just bring uh this up and let's not think (laughs) of the deeper consequences. Yes,
1: we used to, you know, you're, you're in the middle of season seven and, and you're saying, I'm just tired. Think about all the viewers that we lost from, you know, oh, this isn't just, I can binge the season and. Uh, two weeks this is uh, not that you can I uh, know I know I know what kind of clip you go at. I <laughs> I
0: I I am very sloth like <laughs> in my approach to things I have tried to speed up seven here just for you uh, okay. I finished born again identity and a part of my soul fell out of my body and it was like you don't need to watch the rest you done <laughs> I was like that's not true but it was such like a driving force for me to get through seven, then I'm like, there's still like six episodes.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh that
0: was a fun tangent. <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about? I think we're like done. <laughs> I think that we're pretty close, yeah. I mean, the thing that we could do is talk about Mary and Sam because we haven't really looked at that.
1: <sighs> the well the thing the the thing about Sam and Mary is like It's kind of the same thing with Dean. I mean, Mary just feels like she's failed them.
0: And she wouldn't have really even had a chance to know Sam. Like, a six-month-old is just like, oh my god, you pooped again?
1: (laughs) And Sam didn't really have the chance to know her he says to dean like i didn't get to have the crust cut off of my sandwiches i don't remember my mom singing me hey jude at night
0: even in the pilot like there is this tension between sam and dean because sam doesn't remember her and is kind of flippant about her memory and dean holds it as more sacred and it's just like, it's this bridge that can't necessarily be crossed between them because how do you get experiences that have been taken away from you?
1: And a lot, I think that a lot of John's, like, idolization of Mary was put onto Dean, and Dean was more receptive to it, more so than Sam could ever be. Yeah,
0: Dean was ready to idolize and honor her memory because he wouldn't have known how to grieve he would have just had what his father was teaching him and just like known to hold on tight to those memories
1: yeah just enough of mary to be able to you know uh, miss her and and so he could connect to why he could make excuses for john right john is doing it to to get revenge for mary john is like this because he misses mom um i think dean could connect with that he could make excuses for john uh in a way that sam was always more skeptical of because he he didn't have that context
0: yeah, his whole life was saturated in the hunt that his father put him on, and so then any resentments that would have come up from that, it's not like he would have quashed them thinking, no, we're doing this for mom. It's more of, like, "We're why are we doing this? Like, what are, why do we have to keep doing this? Whereas Dean could maybe have those doubts and then stuff them back in going, this is for mom. Like... Not to say that Sam would be callous about his mother's memory, it's just that he would have more maneuverability around the questioning of it,
1: yeah, yeah but but when Mary came back um, I don't know, Dean kind of clung to Mary a little bit, but Sam was the one who really felt out of place. In the whole thing, because he he didn't know how to maneuver around having a mom. He I don't know. So the thing is, that I think that I think that Dean wanted Mary to to slot back in to them to to being their mom. Yeah. Um, and then Mary couldn't do that, which is why which is why she left. And then it crushed Dean so thoroughly. But Sam, he was approaching it like, um, I want to get to know you.
0: Uh, yeah there's a blank slate there that he's working with and it's just well what are you writing upon this mary Whereas dean would have been here's what i remember and like are you living up to it almost is yeah. from mary's perspective of oh crap like i have these expectations put on me by this person i don't even know you don't cook what do you mean
1: you don't cook you would cook all the time uh that was uh, a meatloaf from piggly wiggly <laughs> i didn't cook <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and then compare that to episode 11 here, Damaged Goods, where two terrible cooks in the kitchen, what could go wrong?
1: And when, you know, in that penultimate episode of season 12, where Dean does air out a lot of these things with Mary, um, he says, if we get through this, on the other side of this, we can start over. And, And then they do. And you see that mary is being more you know sensitive to the f- to the fact that um she did leave and it hurt and and dean is being more sensitive to the fact that you know this is your mom but she's not your she's a
0: person she's not yeah. a figure
1: yeah yeah and you are really just learning each other yeah Yeah,
0: there was a hard learning curve there for Dean, whereas Sam would have maybe come into it with a bit more openness to what it could be. Yeah.
1: Is that that the end of our Winchester feels?
0: I I mean, it can be the end for now, because I'm like, they're never ending. Oh, they're... (laughs) But I think, yeah, with regards to sort of the questions and the thoughts that Lebanon arised, I... I've kind of hit the beats that I was looking at touching upon. What about you?
1: I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel that uh, what was said about John in, in Lebanon, um, really just must be taken with a grain of salt that what the narrative is saying doesn't invalidate all that actually happened. It's just Sam and Dean rising above it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, as much grief as I can have with Lebanon, it is really just... I mean, you can understand it for what it was, which was, necess- it was, like you said, it's going down nostalgia, and it is. it's having our characters have the opportunity to spend time with John as someone who hasn't been there for 12 years. And it's less about well, what growth can the characters have in this moment beyond showing forgiveness and showing acceptance of themselves?
1: I think that they've already done all their growing. I don't think that this episode was meant to be a big growth moment. It was meant to showcase the growing that they've done since John's passing. Um, You know, they, they... are more settled in how they understand john and their upbringing
0: oh yeah like i definitely agree that we're seeing them as grown adults and how they've changed it's just when we're bringing john in and doing a comparative through the elements he's bringing to the story it's what did it succeed and if not then where did it fall short
1: where where i think it fell short the most was that we i wanted more messy, right? We yes. we both we both wanted more messy. We wanted to confront some of those ugly truths uh, instead of waving them off as it, it, it is what it is and i don't really want to talk about it anymore. But I I I really do think that they did good for what they were given. Like you know, we put Sam and John in a conversation where ultimately it had to end in this you know note of forgiveness. But look at how much Sam struggled with it before yes. he reached that point. At the beginning of the conversation, he's he he really did um say. No, you know what? I could get into it, but I'm, I'm going to choose not to.
0: Yeah, and I think that you're right, that if we watch this episode with the caveat of knowing that its purpose is not to dig into the legacy of John and analyze it, and instead to look at the growth of Sam and Dean, and to give them just an opportunity to forgive and forget, or however you want to interpret that, of just going to their dad and being like, we appreciate what you've done for us, and like... You can go now. <laughs> Aww, I, uh, I'm not saying that's Sam and Dean. I'm just that's the narrative. You you can't stay. You gotta go. So like, thank you while you're here.
1: What I like to do with this episode is really um, compare and contrast it to uh, Sam, Dean, and Mary in that episode 22 of season 12. And you know, I talked I talked mainly about um, Mary and Dean in that episode but sam does come in on the end and and mary says i just don't know if sam could ever forgive me for all that i failed him and, uh, and sam comes in and says mom there's nothing to apologize for and they really end on a that that we are going to start over and move forward because we came into this on a misunderstanding of what's True. And what t- we're looking to in the past, you know, on Mary, she's, she's yes. pining after her old life with her with the children that she misses. And then she wakes up one day and she's confronted with having lost 30 years of her life. Um, ah, 35 36 years of her children's lives and they're not her babies anymore they're yes fully realized people and then for sam and dean they had just this ideal of a mother and they had to make adjustments on you know mary is mary and and that does kind of go through the whole season but i'm telling you that that one episode in season 12 it 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 all broke in that one episode. We didn't really talk about it before then. Um, it had just been something that had been building a little bit, just like this season fourteen and with John. It, it, we've been talking about John a lot, and it's been building in season fourteen
0: up to this moment a little bit. And, and... Yeah, it's hard to say how much of that is intentional and how much of that is just reading it, but it just speaks to how strong a legacy he has on these characters. And here we have an opportunity to look at that legacy and to examine different facets of it.
1: And in season 12 with Mary, we were building up to this one, you know, finale moment, and it broke and it was resolved well. Now, let's look at everything that we've been seeing in season 14 with John and then it's been pretty inconsistent, right? We had the really good memory, the really good times uh a, a going fishing, going creek fishing. Mm-hmm. And then just like three episodes later, we have um uh, uh you know, it, things with John were really rough yeah that
0: sometimes john would throw out the food that the kids were trying to cook in honor of what they remembered of their mother and just an episode later of yeah dean saying well every time i left it wasn't just because i wanted to go you know like dad kicked me out essentially
1: I just think that we've been building more negative than positive in in this season. So, like you said, is it intentional or is it not? If we want to look at it like this is intentional, we could have done this whole season with just positive things about John, and then and then this Lebanon episode would have made more sense with. Um, with a John redemption. Well, and on the other
0: side, that if you want to have the good and the bad, then acknowledge in Lebanon that he has a messy legacy and that it's not necessarily something that Sam can forgive at the 30 minute mark of the episode. And then we carry on our way. Yeah. The, uh, the fact that we have been building
1: such a messy legacy, even within just season 14, Um, I think that is why we can't take this uh, Lebanon episode at face value.
0: (laughs) It's why we needed an extra hour to talk about it. (laughs) I know. Uh, We, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We, um, for the casual viewer, Lebanon was Lebanon. And it was, hi, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, but unfortunately for people for fans like us or anyone who is really invested in the show you you come away from Lebanon feeling very dissatisfied with what we were told versus yeah. what we know It's going
0: back to we don't feel the same catharsis that the characters do.
1: Yeah. Um but I don't think it's as bad as all that because um Because we know what John did, and we, like the boys in this episode, we can look into the face of what John did and still rise above it.
0: Yes. That we can go and say, okay, like Sam and Dean, we're going to put that in the past. And I mean, if they are happy moving on, then let's move on. But I'm I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a mean bitch where I'm like I'll I'll forgive but I won't forget. <laughs> like, John, you're still on my watch list. Like,
1: I I really do think that there's not going to be any of John moving forward. I mean, you can, you can, you you know, tell me to eat my hat in season 15 (laughs) or later in season 14 when John comes up. But honestly, like, I don't think it is appropriate or it would fit anymore to bring up John. Yeah, it
0: has a very different note. I agree.
1: Uh, I think that we are done with John. This is the last season and our next season will be the last season. And it's so surreal to think that, uh, you know, we closed the door on this, this thing that has been so fundamental to the show. Uh, But I really do feel like Lebanon has closed the door on this shadow of John.
0: I hope you're right because I do agree that the way that Lebanon has kind of closed the book on this chapter regarding John, it would make sense narratively that like his presence is diminished and we're now focusing more on, you know, the characters that we have here. We have Sam and Dean and Mary and we have their extended family involving Cass and Jack and like, Alt verse Bobby and Alt verse Charlie to lesser extents. But, you know, here's the life now. It goes back to the do we dwell on the past or do we grow into our future? Do we try and be something we're not or do we just go with what we are? And, and now we're going with what we are.
1: And I think that this is a really hopeful note. To be moving forward with, um, I think that Sam and Dean are in a really great place moving into the final season. I think that I love that we've been expanding the family in the past few seasons. Like, yeah, we have um, yes. our core four, but but uh, we also have uh, Jack and Cass and Jody and uh, Donna <laughs> ah. <laughs> and. And, and it is a family. Dean says, I have a family. And we are going to take this very hopeful note and move it into season 15 and hopefully
0: beyond... If, oh, I I hope so because I swear to God, if they're like season fifteen, we're gonna have rocks fall and then everybody dies. I'm gonna be like, anyways, I'm breaking a coda out where like that didn't <laughs> no. happen.
1: Who who's the current showrunner? Dab, Dab. Do you hear me, Dab? Talking to you, Dab. You can't <laughs> you can't do this to us. You can't build us this. I'm happy with my life, and and I have a future. And how about that beach vacation? And then and then crush it under your your capricious <laughs> boot. I think I mixed my metaphors there, but I don't fucking care.
0: <laughs> <sighs> it, you can't give us characters to become invested in for fifteen years and then go. Actually, it's all for naught. I mean, you can, but, like, what a way to ruin a legacy if that's what you choose to do. Yeah. This
1: is not, but this is not our season 15
0: speculation. No. (laughs) This is not our season
1: 15 wish list.
0: No. We'll, We'll peel that back and we'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. But, you know, the more that I talk about Lebanon, the better I feel for it. So, so I'm glad that we did this
0: episode. (laughs) I'm glad too, because it's like you say, like a lot of the time, the, the surface viewing or the initial viewing of it, it gives you a very different read than when we get the opportunity to watch it a couple times or to watch it and then bring it together and go well what did you think of this because like the perspectives that you're bringing to it i can be more at peace with the fact that these confrontations that i would have liked to see like these challenges to john and his legacy i can be more at peace with the fact that they didn't happen because of these other elements that we took away from it
1: yeah yeah. To be able to dissect it like this piece by piece, it will always uncover something new. I think, I feel, I definitely got more out of it this time. Um, oh, yeah.
0: I mean, I joke about it with you off podcast, but I'm, like, watching their earlier seasons and without the opportunity to, like, go through it with you, I'm just like, that was a good episode. <laughs> that was a bad episode. I don't know why I didn't like that. Like, I just... I I become so simplistic in my viewing and so I can sit on season 13, season 14, and season 15. I'll say it right now that watching it together is all the better.
1: I absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh so are now are we done with our Winchester I, Fields? I
0: I was like, do we do final takeaways or do we just go like, yeah, that was that.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's any final takeaways on this. <laughs> no,
0: <one. laughs> I'm like uh, the final takeaway is: here is our stream of consciousness. I hope you enjoy.
1: Here is our stream of consciousness. I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> See you later, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. No. Wait. 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 We do have to. We have, We do have to do a. Um, <laughs> we do have to do a next time on Supernatural. Um, yes. Next time on No Chook Flick Moments. We. Uh, So next week, thank you guys for joining us on our Lebanon 2.0, a.k.a. our Winchester special. We
0: really... Yes. (laughs) Uh, can't shut up won't shut up yeah
1: no but uh we had we had lots of fun and uh i hope you did too and we will definitely have more winchester feels moving forward but we had to get them all out right here right now yeah Um,
0: lebanon stirred the pot and we just had to see what all showed up
1: Uh and but next week we are going to be talking uh season 14 episode 14 Byzantium. That's not it.
0: Ouroboros. 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 And, Ouroboros.
1: Ouroboros. 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 Uh <laughs> that, <laughs> Should I take to that one or just <laughs> Yeah, take to it. <laughs> okay. And next week we are going to be talking about season 14 episode 14 uh, Ouroboros. So, yes. Big moments coming up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, again, just chalking right along. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Tumblr. Um, Twitter, Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, those are the two uh, biggies. And, Twitter, Tumblr.
0: <laughs> you know, come on, email us nochickflickpodcast at gmail. We love it. Good to hear from you. Yeah like subscribe and review to a plus we like that
1: <laughs> yes we do uh and we'll see you next week or well uh um wait 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 i can do this can... <laughs> uh we'll see you guys next week bye thank you guys bye thank you bye oh okay i think i think i think we can't john anymore
0: oh boy i don't know i feel like i could john for days but it's just we know this this greyhound track that i keep running around i'm like i'm gonna catch that fucking rabbit and it's like (laughs) no i've done four laps and i've said the same thing over and over
1: (laughs) you're not gonna catch that rabbit
0: no but god bless me i'm gonna try